0: Hey it's Kate. I originally wrote the episodes I'm playing this week during the pandemic when life felt extra hard. And guess what? Now, in November 2024, life is also feeling extra difficult, albeit for different reasons, including an impossible situation in the Middle East. Humans have long turned to art to help them make sense of and get through tough times. This week on the podcast I'm talking about how to infuse your life with more art even if you don't have a creative bone in your body. I hope they help. What if you could become a better person not by working harder but by taking one small step a day and not because you're a bad person now but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hi, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate, your host and the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. This week on the podcast, I'm talking about how to consume art as a means to being a better person and just feeling better about the world and your place in it. Today's big idea is that you don't have to drag your butt to a museum in order to interact with artwork. You can do it from home in ways that maybe you never thought of or that you might think don't count, but they do. They absolutely do. And bonus, they're pandemic friendly. I mean, don't get me wrong. I am already jonesing to get back to museums and plan to do that just as soon as our case count continues along its downward trend. Museums have really been hit hard by the pandemic, and they are not only eager to welcome us back, but very much need us to come back. But even after that point, art doesn't have to live in a special house that you go visit on rare occasions. Here are my five top ways to interact with artwork without leaving home. I'm going to work backwards on this list. So number five is to check out Google Arts and Culture, which is pretty cool, I gotta say. You can digitally visit museums from around the world as well as historical sites. They share a lot of art activities you can do on your own, and they let you search for artwork according to time period or even color. Next time you're craving a little interaction with the arts, or the next time your kid needs to research a time period, a geographical region, or an artist or style of art, head to Google Arts and Culture. Number four on my top five ways to interact with art without leaving the home actually does require you to leave the house, but it doesn't require you to leave your town. And that is to go on a walking or driving tour of the public art in your local environs. Depending on where you live, that might only be a couple of sculptures here and there, or it might be a full-on walking tour of murals. You probably have walked or driven by these things a million times, maybe even without noticing or without giving them much thought, but setting out with an intention to take in the work that artists who are local have created in order to enhance life in your location can help you see your home with new eyes. My number three way to interact art in unexpected ways is to listen to art-themed podcasts. One I recently discovered is called Art Curious, which explores modern myths about art, such as, are there hidden messages in Leonardo's Last Supper? Or, is it true that Vincent Van Gogh only sold one painting during his lifetime? This is less about the art itself and more about art history, but I think that learning more about the context behind a piece of artwork can help you see it and appreciate it in new ways, which is always a cool journey of increasing awareness. And something tells me you like podcasts. Another art podcast is Art for Your Ear, hosted by Danielle Crissa aka the jealous curator, I pray I said her last name right, aka the author of several books about art, including Your Inner Critic is a Big Jerk. In her podcast, Art for Your Ear, Danielle interviews contemporary artists about the juicy gossip behind their work. If you like dishing with interesting people and artwork, I have a feeling you're going to love this podcast. I'm going to be sharing my top two ways to interact with art in ways that are unexpected or surprising right after this quick break. welcome back. Okay, here's my top two way to interact with art, and that is to watch television shows about it. Have you ever actually watched Bob Ross or Sister Wendy? Bob Ross is on Netflix, and not only does he create a complete painting from scratch in each episode, but his whispery voice, poofy hair, and funny sayings are just so strangely soothing. And he's always talking about happy little squirrels and happy little trees and saying things like, there are no mistakes, only happy little accidents. Honestly, Bob Ross may be more about mental health and art appreciation, but they are both tended to, for sure, in his shows. You can also go on YouTube to find old episodes of Sister Wendy's PBS show from the mid-90s. Sister Wendy is an adorable, nerdy, and passionate nun with a full-on habit and glasses. She's really got the look down. And she is so knowledgeable and even so lusty in her appreciation for the works of art that she introduces you to in each episode that you can't help but learn how to see and be moved by art. I checked out where she's streaming, and it looks like maybe you can find her on PBS or the BBC, but mostly her shows are only available officially on DVD. But you can find some of her episodes on YouTube. And my number one way to interact with art is through puzzles. I am such a puzzle nerd. I'm working on a puzzle now with the kids, or really mostly without the kids, as they are only very sporadically interested. Nevertheless, this 1,000-piece puzzle is of a seemingly simple painted scene of skaters skating in Bryant Park in New York City. There's a big Christmas tree in the center and the main branch of the New York Public Library in the background. And this thing is so hard to put together. As with doing a puzzle of any painting, you have to really look at the brush strokes and the colors and how the trees on the left-hand side of the painting are actually different than the trees on the right side. You have to relax your eyes to discern patterns and then focus in intensely to see if the brush stroke on this piece seems to match the brush stroke on this other piece. Puzzles may sound frivolous or tedious, but doing one is so immersive. And it's a great way to become intimately acquainted with a piece of artwork. Of course, I love silly puzzles with famous people from the 80s or cereal boxes or whatever. But whenever we visit a museum, I try to pick up a puzzle of one of the artworks that we saw. Van Gogh's The Postman, Monet's Water Lilies. They have all been ways to exist inside a painting so that when the puzzle is all put together, you can see it anew. All right, that's it for me this week. I hope that you get to engage with some artwork over the weekend, and I will be back next week with episodes on how to support the people you love who are experiencing anxiety. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. k-a-t-e-h-a-n or find me on Instagram at katehanleyauthor I look forward to connecting with you